0: Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the table at a dance competition? Exactly what are the judges looking for anyway? This is Making the Impact, a dance competition podcast. Each week, we'll cover a different topic related to the world of competitive dance from the perspective of the judges behind the table. Many dancers who pursue a career in the professional dance world start out in the dark about the ins and outs of the industry. A mentor can give valuable experience, advice, and guidance to young dancers who are interested in achieving the next level of excellence. In this episode of Making the Impact, we sit down with our guests to discuss the benefits of being a mentor and the benefits of mentorship for dancers looking for more than just class.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Making the Impact a Dance Competition Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ortiz, and I'm here, of course, with my co-host, Leslie Mueller. Hi, dance friends. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thanks so much for joining us, everyone, and thanks for listening. Through season two so far, we've had such a blast making this happen. We launched our 50th episode not too long ago, and we also just hit 50,000 downloads of our podcast in seasons one and two. Holy moly. Oh my gosh. I can't (laughs) believe it. It's crazy. So thank you to everyone who's been listening around the world because we can see you all across the world. It's so cool that we're reaching so many places. And uh, thanks for sharing with your dance friends and listening with your dancers. And I hope that you've enjoyed it because we've really enjoyed making this podcast possible and we love each and every episode. They just keep getting better and better. So really excited to be here today with two fabulous guests, like always, that you'll meet very soon. We're talking about the benefits of having a mentor in the industry and what that means and how to get a mentor. And we're gonna tell you all about it. But before we jump in, Like always, we just like to let you know what's going on over here in IDA World. And you've probably heard us talk a lot about IDA's virtual competition. And we like to just blast it out because it's such a great opportunity for dancers around the world to participate and get some feedback from our judges who are exceptional and pre screened and always offer such valuable critiques. So take advantage of that. We just wrapped and closed registration for our current March solo competition. So if you missed out on registering for this one, don't worry because we also are doing an upcoming May solo and group competition. Independents are welcome to enter. Dance parents can enter solos only and studios can enter solos and groups into our event. Super exciting. We have a top 20 live stream challenge. So much fun to be had at ID's virtual competition. So if you want to learn more and check it out, head over to our website at impactdanceadjudicators.com slash virtual competition to learn more and you can pre-register for our may event now so like i mentioned at this at the start of this episode we're talking about finding a mentor today and i'm really excited to share one of our new sponsors which is thrive dance experience and they are an education first dance convention providing workshops and specialized training for dancers and dance educators but in addition to their conventions thrive dance experience is launching their academy program this summer. The Academy is a new virtual mentorship and career development program for ages 15 to 18. If you love to dance, then why not pursue a career doing what you love to do? The Academy is a great opportunity for dancers to learn about the industry by engaging in in exclusive classes, meet and greets with industry professionals, one-on-one mentorship sessions, virtual college tours, and so much more. If you want to learn more and sign up now about the Academy, Then visit their website at ThriveDanceExperience.com.
0: And another one of our sponsors is an oldie but a goodie, Dance Costumes by Urzua. Dance Costumes by Urzua offers high-end custom dance costumes and dancewear for everybody. What makes Dance Costumes by Urzua unique is their five variations of sizes. Slim, narrow, medium, curvy, and wide. Each of their beautiful designs give you the option to choose the perfect size for your dancer. Because all dancers deserve high-quality performance dancewear that makes them feel good in their own skin. Check out all their costume designs and dancewear, including the new Making the Impact line, at Erzua.com and receive 15% off of your order using our podcast promo code IDA15 at checkout.
1: All right, listeners, it's time to meet our wonderful guests. I'm so excited to welcome two IDA judges from our roster joining us today for this discussion. And the first judge I'd like to welcome is a brand new judge to IDA this season, and her name is Jordan Baylor. Welcome, Jordan. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course, super excited to have you. Thanks for joining us on the pod as a newbie. And also newbie IDA judge, welcome to
2: the fam. Yeah, welcome.
1: So excited to have you judging this season with us.
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: Yay. Excited to see all the dancers. I know. It's going to be such a great season. So please feel free to share with all of our listeners out there a little bit about you, who
2: you are, where you're based, any career credits, and what you're working on. Awesome. Yeah. I am based out of Chicago, so I'm a Chicago-based professional dancer and teacher out here. And um, some credits, I recently got into opera work, so I've been doing stuff with the Lyric Opera here, which has been awesome. But I did cruise ships before that, danced with a couple companies such as Deeply Rooted and Circa Rivera in the city, and now I'm kind of more into musical theater land. So I've switched over. Wow. So that's a recent thing. Mm-hmm. I
1: love that. You've done Bouncing it all. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Jordan. Well, thank you so much for being here. Can't wait to chat with you. Yeah, thank you. And our next guest is a very, very close friend of mine. He's been on the IDA judging roster since the start of IDA. He's a wonderful dance educator. That's how we met. We've been teaching alongside each other for a long time. I don't even know, probably close to 10 years, I bet. And he's just such a wonderful person. I'm so excited to welcome James Washington Manning, to the podcast. Welcome, James.
3: Hey, hey. Thank you so much, Courtney and Leslie, for having me. And Jordan, so nice to be here uh, alongside you on the panel.
1: Nice to meet you, too. Yay. Yeah. All right, James, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about you, who you are, where your base, career credits, and what you're working on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, born in Rochester, New York, originally from there, grew up dancing there, you know, uh, not afraid to say it, competition kid. Woo. Um, Loved it, lived it, ended up going to Point Park University where I graduated from and entered a company that I danced for for four years and then kind of stayed in that route dancing uh, in two additional companies from there and then kind of got the musical theater bug and moved to New York City. Really kind of transitioned and you know wanted to take a dive into that and kind of solely you know focused on musical theater and voice lessons and acting and just that entire world that I had not been exposed to. I am now based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, again, where Point Park is. So I kind of made my way back, more so transitioning and have been, as you said, Courtney, on the educator side. And I am currently the dance department chair at a performing arts high school for grades, not even high school. It is also middle school, grades six through 12. Like I said, so here in Pittsburgh. So I've kind of made that transition into um, that really being, you know, my full time priority, you know, being an educator and alongside obviously creating these opportunities as, you know, mentorships for students and really you know, establishing great relationships.
1: Yeah. And James, I know that you've actually started your own mentorship program as well. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, as everyone kind of allowed themselves to grow during quarantine, I, I, I took a dive into something that was unfamiliar again, you know, and this was definitely one of those things. It was something that I've always been really passionate about. And I've tried to incorporate in, you know, other schools that I've worked in and now in the current school that I'm working in. I think it's really important for dancers especially young dancers to have and learn the essentials the tools that they need to walk away with you know so my virtual mentorship was called next level it was a four-week series for dancers ages 14 to 19 and it was you know centered around obviously we had movement each week but you know again what i said the importance of taking away the tools so we worked on you know how does your headshot look how does your resume look how does your bio look how to write the bio you know it's not Four paragraphs, it's not a full page, it's you know fifty words that's just enough. that's all you need you know, and also just I had a few guests you know in areas where I didn't think that I knew everything, so you know I think I'll obviously get into that, but I think it's important to have outside perspective and you know just additional words to bring into so yeah, that was a four week program that i I started and and was really successful and enjoyed that process for those four weeks.
1: Are you planning to do like more sessions in the future
3: yeah it's it's another thing. You know that's kind of on the to-do list for most likely the summer, as the school year kind of wraps up, and as I'm, you know, in it right now, there's not a lot of additional time mm-hmm. or extra time for something like that. But I think summer is a great time, and again, virtual is a, is a way to connect and reach dancers that I would not have been able to re- reach or meet, you know, on the regular in any other situation. So this has kind of been a blessing in disguise because, yeah. you know, if we would have said a year ago, what Zoom you know, a Zoom code was, no one would know, you know, and it's allowed us to literally just connect and, you know, face to face and give feedback and talk and chat through things. So yeah, it's on the to do list for this summer. So hopefully coming soon, we'll have, you know, next level part two or 2.0. Yeah.
0: (laughs)
1: Love it. Well, y'all are wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us for this discussion. Can't wait.
0: Awesome. So let's jump right on into mentorship. I know, I know for Courtney and I, like we both can point to people in our pasts who were mentors for us, you know, getting going all the way back to childhood, and then, you know, staying with us for our for our lives. But let's talk a little bit about what just what is mentorship? What does it entail? Is it, you know, is it therapy? Is it, you know, just dance related? Like, what is mentorship in the in the capacity that we're talking about it today?
3: For me, I think if if we go to, you know, I always think of like, what with that question what is a mentorship you know if we want to think you know a technical definition you know a mentorship or a mentor you know it's it's receiving guidance right from someone who has a skill set in a specific area right but i think you know with dance leslie as you just mentioned is it therapy is it you know hearing just additional information i think it, it kind of encompasses everything as a dancer and i think you know for me it's it's just having someone that maybe has inside knowledge and a little bit of wisdom to then share with you. Cause I think that's something also, you know within our community, sometimes people are hesitant to sometimes share exactly what they know or who they know or that, you know, they the be inside key, you know and I think that's really important when you have a mentor that can kind of help you and allow you to move forward. I think that's the most important part, you know and in my opinion, as, as a mentor and wanting to be a mentor to mentees, just allowing that inside knowledge to be shared.
2: Yeah. I always look to a mentor very similar to James in that I kind of think about it as like a life coach almost, like a dance life coach. So it's kind of what you need at that time from that person. Like you need to do the work and come prepared as well. But being able to bounce Mm stuff off someone that has experience and expertise in a field that you want to go in. I always recommend to my students that I teach, I'm like, hey, find a dancer that has a career you want and reach out to them. Like, what's the worst thing they could say to to you is, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm busy. And you're like still where you are. You're in the same place. So why not right. reach out to the people that you respect or that you're like, hey, that's what I think I would be good at. Let me talk to somebody and see how they just even how they got there. You know, right. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm.
3: I like what you said, Jordan, in, in terms of like, Reaching out to someone or a specific time frame, because I think that's something as I've thought about with a mentorship. And um, Leslie, you said as as you have a mentor, maybe that's from childhood, mm-hmm. you know, into being an adult. I think there's something, or there's sometimes a misconception of a mentor has to be by your side mm-hmm. or guiding you throughout all of it. And I don't think that's necessarily true. And, and Jordan, you said like in that moment, what you need. Right. I think that's something too that's really important for dancers to understand. You kind of have to take what you learn, put it in your pocket and kind of sometimes keep moving. One person can't kind of provide all of the answers, right. you know. There is going to be someone sometimes that really takes you under their wing, but it's almost better to have all the perspectives, you know. And again, it's like you put it in your dance pocket, you know, your 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 dance purse and you just <laughs> you, know, you keep going. So, to me, I think that's really important having the numerous views and perspectives to bring along.
2: Absolutely. I feel like in today's day and age, especially, it's very rare to find someone that does just one style, one field, one realm of the dance world. You have to be versatile. So to find a multiple people to talk to, like you just said, James, like I'm jumping into musical theater. So I'm doing the voice, the acting. Like when I jumped in, I knew nothing about speaking on stage. I never spoke in my life. So I like, went to an actor and was like, what do I do? Like, how do you, this is an art form. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How do you prepare? Do I talk with somebody? Like, what do I, and yeah, it's like being willing to kind of admit, Mm -hmm. I think that you have weaknesses in your training and that's okay. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable about that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's useful.
0: Yeah. Do we think every dancer needs a mentor?
3: I kind of go back and forth with that because I wouldn't say I per se had a mentor that I can name, you know, right off the bat, that I would say was my mentor. You know, growing up as a dancer, or even say right now, you know, you know, there are three people specifically that come to mind for me. I'm just going to give them a quick yes, shout please, out. Please, please um, do. Greer Reed was uh, the first artistic director for the first company I danced for, and then two professors I had in college, Keisha Lalama and Jason McDowell. They, they, all three of them have had a lasting impression, and they're the type of people. And I think what what solidifies for me. That it doesn't have to be someone that you're constantly asking the questions. I haven't spoken to some of them and you know, it could be months, right? But I could still pick up the phone or send a quick text and they're gonna call me right back and we're gonna have a conversation and they're gonna guide me in the right direction. So I think that's something important for dancers to understand. It doesn't have to always be this constant relationship or a necessity to have. But Jordan, you also said something in terms of just allowing ourselves to understand we don't have the answers or not knowing. I think dancers sometimes right now and especially you know, just with the age of social media, it's like, we're able to see everything we think we know everything. And in reality, I think that's something that some of these, you know, those specific three I mentioned, kind of taught me like, you don't know everything, or, you know, someone that's going to help you is maybe giving you information that you need instead of want to hear. Right. So it's like, we're always we always like want to hear something specific. And then in reality, it's like, Oh, girl, you need to take a seat. Like we need to like, you know, let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's reevaluate. Like you're saying, like, Do I sing? Do I talk? Do like what do I wear to the audition? Right. Like, you know, that mentor, hopefully or someone you're gonna reach out to is gonna tell you. You don't want someone to be like, yeah, wear what you want. Be like, do you? Like in a sense, of course. But at the same time, you know, it has to be almost allowing ourselves to take a step back and say, like, I'm reaching out to this person for the answer. I need to receive it.
2: Yeah, I like that. I think that's a really interesting question. I don't think so. I don't think someone needs a mentor all the time either. I'm kind of with James on that that it's it's kind of like how you utilize your teachers in the studio, right? Like you they're there all the time and you're around them and you take class them but you only go to like your ballet teacher if you want to go to an intensive and you're like, "Hey, do you mind looking over my audition video?" Like it's like picking and choosing when you can recognize that someone else needs to look at your craft other than yourself right (laughs) like (laughs) totally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of like my personal experience with having a mentor and I don't really feel like that I ever really did I had people I looked up to and I had a few people that I could ask some questions to but in my personal experience and like My dance teachers growing up, of course, like every dance teacher at your dance studio is a mentor in a a way, shape or form. Absolutely. You go to college, your professors are mentors. But like what happens when you get to the real world and you're navigating that pretty blindly or jumping in without any understanding? Because like you kind of mentioned, James, when it comes to the tools, a lot of those tools aren't taught to you before Mm -hmm. you jump Mm -hmm. into the experience itself. So I feel like looking back when when that would have been a vital time for me to have someone to guide me, I really didn't. And it was just kind of like jumping in and figuring it out. And I think mm-hmm. my <laughs> network and my community in New York is what helped me mm. kind of ex- find the experience and I mean like Leslie and I met on our very first job together. Leslie and I moved to New York practically at the same time. Leslie it was way more musical theater than I ever was. So, like, there were, I'm sure there were times when I had to reach out to Leslie mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. like, g- get knowledge from her. Hey, I'm going to a musical theater audition. What, like, how does this work? Like, what should I do? I mean, I'll never forget the first time I had to go to a musical theater audition and I didn't have a song. I didn't know what a book was, a song book was. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Same boat.
1: <laughs> I think, I, I think I, if I remember correctly, and I don't remember what store it was, but there was a music store in Times Square that sold music books, probably around Broadway area somewhere. And I went and I bought like the stereotypical song, 16 bar song book cut that had all the songs you're never supposed to sing at an audition. (laughs) And I learned like (laughs) Roxy from Chicago because I've heard it at competitions growing up. (laughs) And I brought the actual book and sang that. (laughs) Like if I had someone that could have guided me and be my mentor and say, that's a no, no, don't do that. You're setting yourself up for failure. Walk in with success then I it would have been a, a very different experience for me. And I, I do like I don't feel like I really had a strong mentor. And I feel like I'm okay. But I, I maybe mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. gotten further quicker if I did. Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the first like two to three years in New York, I was just learning. Like, yeah. I was just like trying to figure right. out the game and how this worked as
3: a professional i think there's two sides to that too courtney because there's something really important about you being able to say like i did figure it out mm-hmm. you know i think that's obviously that is the goal you want to be able to figure it out and obviously you have learned throughout time but i think there's also the flip side of that i feel like maybe it is social media mm-hmm. media maybe it is you know 2021 or 2020 True. where i feel like people are more willing to help yeah. Yeah. But again, even on the flip side of that, people have to ask the questions, Mm. you know, but I, I do feel that people are willing to kind of, you know, if you ask, of course, take a look at your resume or, you know, what is, what is the 16 bar cut? Like, what does that actually mean? Right. Because I don't know. I just felt like, you know, for a little bit, that was very taboo to kind of ask, Mm -hmm. or even you didn't know who to ask. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of social media. As I continue to say, you feel like you have the world at your fingertips or you see someone doing what you want to do right and if you're bold enough you could just message them and ask like how do i do that what do i do how can i move right. forward you know so i think that maybe has changed a lot of people's perspective with maybe trying to help others totally. but again there is something really really wonderful about yeah i figured it out and i've been successful yeah. you know even if you had to you know learn not to bring that that right. know, wicked book from the store into the you know trial in and error in your audition, right? Absolutely, I real
0: quick, y'all.
3: <laughs> right, that's hey. not it. definitely not it.
0: Yeah,
2: I do think that's really important, and I think everybody has those like experiences because I walked into my first musical theater audition and. Pink tights oh. and a black leotard. Oh no,
0: because
2: mm. like, right? Yeah, like I think actually I think it was black stirrup tights. If I remember, my pink ballet shoes because I was like, oh, we're doing ballet for Beauty and the Beast. Okay, that's I'm gonna fair. come ballet, okay. right. like right. <laughs> ballet, ballet kid. I'm yeah. like, snatch, yeah. <laughs> like, ready. <laughs> I brought my point shoes, and then I was like, um, why is everybody in a full face? Because like oh, in concert right. dance, you come very clean right, versus absolutely. like done, mm-hmm. right? And so. Very different. And I just remember sitting out and going, well, I learned today.
0: Guess I need some <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I think I need lipstick and I- a curling iron. <laughs> like- <laughs> right.
1: But that's like such a perfect example. And I also think like why this like you two are so great for this discussion is how versatile your careers have been and that you've been you've you've experienced all sides of the industry and in probably every way that you could. You know, and I'm sure maybe you've dabbled in TV and film, like that's the other side or like commercial work style stuff. But like, it's I think what you said, Jordan, at the top, which is really important that I didn't even think of is like you said, finding someone that's doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. asking them because they've experienced it and they've made it work. But that person, I think maybe maybe James, you said this is not going to be the same person for every aspect of the industry because there's there are many dancers that have hit all all sides of the industry but then there's others that focus strictly on concert or strictly on TV and film and strictly on music videos or go to LA or go to New York you're going to have you need to have a mentor that you can ask questions to from each side of that so you can get like the the most accurate answers And the most current answers, too. Mm -hmm. I think that's another important thing because there Mm -hmm. might be mentors that had, like, a successful career and they're, like, vets in the industry and that was 20 years ago. It is not Mm -hmm. the same world. And that advice does not carry through sometimes. Right. Exactly. not at all. So you have to, Mm -hmm. to be someone that's kind of living in it now, that's surrounded by it currently. Even if they're in casting or if they're, you know, on the other side of the table, at least they're still involved in it and they're not just, like, Living in suburbia completely disconnected from mm-hmm. audition life the audition and, scene, yeah. if that's right, the path right. you're going.
3: Yeah I think there's Courtney, you said in terms of you know staying relevant. I think obviously as we all know, the tides are always turning mm-hmm. you know in terms of the way something looks or the way something's being presented or you know the way you need to walk in the room or what you need to be wearing, that's always changing. So I think as a mentor too, you know for dancers to know and understand, Hearing from your mentor that they don't know the answer is actually okay mm-hmm. because I think that takes a lot of courage as well as a mentor. And that's why in my program, when I, when I had the guests, you know, a guest speaker, one specifically as a casting director, and then one was specifically someone who's only done, you know, work on Broadway. Like I wanted to be able to present the students or the mentees with the tools that I didn't know. And I think that's also really important because I know that, you know, say as I was growing up as a dancer, I, I found it hard sometimes my my teachers wouldn't admit when they didn't know something mm. and sometimes i think that's a big step back also i've learned as an educator you don't know everything and, and as always mm-hmm. like the times are always changing mm-hmm. so it's like i'm gonna provide the answer or someone i know to then ask someone else who knows you know to get you the answer i will go above and beyond to do that but i think that's a part of humility too as the educator we have to also understand and realize we don't know everything mm-hmm. we just don't there's no way to to know
2: I love that. I think that that's so important. And it's so funny, James, I've been thinking about that a lot in teaching. And I have worked with put in my plug off the lane with mustard lane, they do a mentorship mostly based out of New York, and they're trying to work over to the Midwest. So I'm going to be one of the mentors there. Cool. And that's something that we've talked a lot about. Like, do you keep a mentee a long time? Mm. Like, do you mm. like how long do you keep them? Like, What's going on with that? And I was like, I don't think so, because is my kind of opinion, because I think it's important while I understand people are like, yeah, but you want to be loyal and make those connections. I'm like, yeah, but you talking to other people is the same as like networking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're not mm-hmm. unloyal by just asking another opinion about it. The more knowledge is power. So the more information Absolutely. you have... The more you can decide your own path and what works for you, because like what works for me isn't going to work for Courtney, isn't going to work for right, James, right. potentially. So I really, yeah, I like that idea of like bouncing around. And if someone doesn't know, it's okay to ask somebody else. And yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. as a mentor to mm-hmm. like point them to another direction. I think that's great.
0: Totally. Absolutely. Right. And that probably is yeah. what makes a good mentor is the ability to have that network of people yep. to point to. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. you, James, you have all these people that you were able to invite into your program because you knew them. You knew they had the skill set. You knew that they respected what you do and you respect what they do. Um, So I do think a lot of mentorship comes down to the the, just the very beginnings of networking and how to teach networking Mm -hmm. to these kids.
1: Diving into the professional dance industry isn't easy. And I can definitely say that's true from experience. In addition to years of training, you will then have to audition, apply to programs, and do so much more to get you one step closer to booking your first professional gig. Well, Thrive Dance Experience is here to help. This summer, Thrive is launching their academy program for dancers between the ages of 15 and 18 who are looking to pursue dance as a career. The Academy is a mentoring and career development program giving dancers opportunities like one-on-one mentorship sessions, group seminars with industry professionals, virtual college tours, and more. It's all virtual, so dancers can participate from anywhere and everywhere. To learn more or to sign up for the Academy, visit ThriveDanceExperience.com.
0: Turning the tables a little bit, as a student, because we do have a lot of dancers, younger dancers who listen, how do you know as a student when you're ready to be mentored? As I asked earlier, are you, d- does every dancer have to have a mentor? And I think the answer to that is no. But if you, if you want to go that route to have a mentor, you have to be ready to take on the responsibilities of being mentored. Absolutely. You know, you can't just sit back and absorb mm-hmm. information and then not do anything. Absolutely. So yeah. let's, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think, Jordan, you said this, it's, it's being able to do the work. You know, I think that's something that it's almost as you said, you can't sit back. You have to you have to be prepared with what, you know, someone is going to provide you with or suggest that you do. And I said this before, it's it's the one thing I kind of ran on in my program. Like, you know, sometimes a mentor is going to tell you things you don't necessarily want to hear. But it's like if you are seeking that information, you have to hear that in order to grow and to move forward and maybe grow as an artist. I think there's also something in that, though, as a mentor, and I've learned this as well, we have to understand. Sometimes our goals as an artist or what we think is best for, say, the student or the mentee is not always the best. We have to sometimes meet the student or the dancer where they are. What do you want to be doing? Mm -hmm. Right? Even if it's not the career path or what we think is best for them, that also kind of affects their mindset as to what they're going to be able to do or accomplish. I understand we all have our views on what we think, you know, a student should be doing, but their opinion and their voice also really matters. And I have seen that tremendously in students. I think, right now, in having a voice and saying, like, actually, like, I don't want to do that. Like, everyone has told me, you know, for 10 years, I should be doing point and only studying ballet. Like, I want to do musical theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also something really great to have, having a conversation with a mentee or a younger student to see what they want, really what they want. Right.
1: So you can guide them the right way, you know? Mm-hmm. And if, you, if they say yeah. that, if they say, everyone's pressuring me to do ballet, I don't love this anymore, I really want to be on Broadway, then you say, right. awesome. Let's get
3: you to Broadway. Right.
1: This is what you need to do, you know? This and, is
3: what we need. Yeah. Not to keep going on this, but that topic I think with what, you know, telling someone what they need to do. I think that comes up often when kids are deciding if they want to go to school. Mm. You know, being told like you must follow this track or you must do that. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think also there are kids that don't necessarily want to go to school mm-hmm. for dance or you know, that would love to go for something academic, but then still be dancing on the side and still be booking and doing what they're doing and learning that way. So not everyone's path or the path that you had as an educator is maybe for, you know, the students that you are mentoring.
2: Totally. I think that's an interesting place to start with a mentor because that's something that I've thought about is I wish I had somebody when I was looking at colleges because I didn't come from a family of dancers. And I was one in my studio that was actually like, I think I want to do this in school. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do with dance. If I'm being honest, I was like, well, I guess I'll be a dance teacher because that's what everybody around me is doing. So like, and I didn't even think because I was always told at a, I was at like more of a competition, but we had a very strong ballet program. And so they were like, oh, well, you're really short. And so, you know, professionally, I don't know if there's much you can do. So I always thought, oh, okay. I'll just teach. And like, mm. if I, I didn't even know where to begin to research. Mm-hmm. So I think right. that's so awesome, especially like James hearing about what you're doing, because finding the kids in that niche, because like, how do you find that other than it being in their studio? Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's like the hard disconnect, because I feel like it's so much easier once you're in school. To find a mentor because you're like going out taking classes seeing more companies you kind of get to get a little bit involved yeah sometimes in the studio
1: you're like closed into just your studio
0: bubble you don't
1: really see what else is out there and especially if you're at a
0: studio jordan like you said you were the one you're the one who wanted to do anything with it so like you really you're even more in a bubble right you know and i was the same way i didn't i was the only one who wanted to pursue it and even though my mother owns the studio she didn't go to college for dance I'm very short. I got right and left. You're too short. You're not gonna what are you gonna do? How are you gonna make money? Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't I mean, even again, my mother, a dance studio owner, was like, no, don't (laughs) go to college for dance. (laughs) So like, you know, I had I had to reach out. I had several several of my my high school dance teachers were my mentors and still to this day, like I am one of those people who has kept mentors Mm. since middle school. And these are women you know that is yeah, I consider myself very lucky. Mm. But, you know, they were the ones that said, Listen, you are gonna have to do this work, like, yes, it will be harder for you. Yes, it, you are going to have to struggle. And like, y- it, it may be terrible. But if this is what you want to do, you have to do A, B, and C, which meant go take class at other studios, which meant take a voice lesson, which meant, you know, do everything possible to make yourself marketable to to negate the fact that you're short, you right, know? right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, you really do you have to find that bubble that's wider than your bubble. Mm-hmm. And if that means, you know, reaching out to another studio, reaching out like, trying to keep keep your integrity and keep your loyalty. But also, like we said earlier, reaching out, finding other avenues mm-hmm. and other mentorship opportunities to just widen your scope.
1: Yeah. And like, like you said, like, uh, I think, James, you've said it, how more accessible things are. And we're, yeah. we're all around the same age on this discussion. We're all referencing back to our time in the studio and our time heading to college. i I am so with you, Jordan. I had no one to talk to. No idea, no clue where mm-hmm. to go to school. My dance teachers pretty much sat me down and told me that I'll never make it in New York. I'll never make it as a professional. There's hundreds of Courtney Ortiz's out there. How are you going to stand out like that? And I was it was it was honest. And it was the truth. <laughs> like it was, you know, and it kind of put some fuel under me to figure it out i was like you know what i I appreciate your your insight i don't like how you don't really believe in me that this is possible (laughs) but like i'm gonna prove you wrong and the same kind of exactly the the same (laughs) felt with my parents too you know i I, and i'm sure we have all felt this like getting the making sure our parents accepted Mm -hmm. our our career path and and this choice to go because like you said jordan Let's I highly doubt except for you, Leslie. Everybody oh, the rest of us didn't <laughs> right. have parents that grew up in dance or right. no knowledge of dance, so they can't guide us. Yeah. And then we have our high school counselors. They that, don't know. Let's anything. be real. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! They don't Those know poor people. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with
3: any of us.
1: I was like, I think when- <laughs> I'm going to Marymount Manhattan. They're like, well, What's that? Like, they're like, I'm not what right. right well, I was
3: educating them, right? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Actually, right. right?
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah. we are we are going to have a college dance discussion on the podcast. It very much needs to happen, and hopefully, bring some insight to about different dance schools and options, and to the kids that are making that hard decision because it is very hard. But I agree. I wish we would have. I could have had a mentor to help guide me. And it is more accessible now with social media and being able to follow people that you look up to. But something that you mentioned, James, actually, all of us have have mentioned it about like putting the work in Mm -hmm. something that kind of like, I love being a mentor for dancers. I love because I didn't have that, like I mentioned. So I love giving back to the next generation and helping in every way. The hard part for me is when I, you know, give my time, which I'm happy to do because I want to help them. But then like you mentioned, James, I think they don't take they don't follow through mm-hmm. with the advice that I'm giving. And I'm sitting, I'm listening. You told me what you want. If this is what you want, this is my advice. This is right. my way to guide you. If I told you that your technique isn't at the level that it needs to be for you to be able to pursue this career that you want to have, and you need an extra ballet class, year later, you're still not taking that extra ballet class. What was the point of me mentoring you? Right. To, at that point, it just becomes, a. it comes across as like, Mm, should I really continue to give you my time? Because mm-hmm. let's be real, time is money. And if I'm willing to do this for free, which um, so many of us are happily willing to, you know, if we care, then it just kind of feels like, you know, a step in the wrong direction if you're not really going to follow through with with our guidance. You, If you sought us out mm-hmm. to get it.
2: Yeah. I think it's, I'm at the same boat. I always say like, just don't waste my time. Like I will listen and you can decide that something you want to pivot step and go a different route. That's cool. But, and if we're communicating and that's clear, great, but don't waste my time. After I've like sat there and told you what to do, don't rely on me to solve your problem. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to solve your problem. Like you need to solve your own problem and you need to at least try. Like, give me some effort. And then if it's not working, we can like right. go back to the drawing work board and find a way that works for you. But it's just when people come in and are like, oh yeah, you told me to look that up, but I, I didn't have time. And I'm like, well, I don't believe you because you were on TikTok <laughs> right. and you got four <laughs> TikTok videos and. <laughs> right. That I know that takes like about an hour, two hours. So instead of maybe doing your little TikToks, (laughs) you should have been researching your stuff to be here or you should have been doing a virtual class now since you have the option. And there's so many more resources and stuff moves so quickly now that I think that there's no like, oh, I had to have someone drive me to the library to look it up. anymore. Right? Right. No, you have a (laughs) Yeah, and- you can get on your computer, okay? <laughs>
1: and what you just said, Jordan, goes back to the question that you asked, Leslie. Are you, When are you ready for a mentor? That right. example that you just gave of yep. the dancer who is doing TikTok instead of researching things that you asked them to research as their mentor, mm-hmm. they're not ready for they're it. They're not ready, yeah. It was like mom told them to come ask questions, you know? It's like it has to be – the dancer has to want it. The right. dancer has to really – and, and – there have been times where like moms have reached out to me, you know, because maybe they don't want their dancer to reach out to me personally. But like dancers who are 17, 18, 19, who are making that transition, I've personally reached out and I'm totally cool with it. And I'm happy to help guide you in whatever way you want, because I can tell you're taking this seriously, mm-hmm. you know, but it is that the mom knows that they need to push the kid, but then the the kid doesn't maybe not doesn't have the heart for it doesn't want to right. do it, you know, there is that fine line. And so like, when when are you wasting someone's time as a mentor and when you're really, you know, being utilized to your fullest? Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it's okay to admit that. I think like, you know, sometimes we ch- we take off more than we can chew and so like saying to someone, "Hey, like, I know I reached out to you for this, but I signed up for X, Y, and Z or like I got a lot of work in school and I don't think I could fit this in, but I really want to revisit this mm-hmm. with you." I think being like upfront and addressing that early on is really important because you're already making connections when you're dealing with people that are in the field so then if i had a bad experience with you not showing Mm -hmm. up to my mentorship i then question Mm -hmm. well for a rehearsal will you show up like will you be prepared like it's totally everything relates now and so to that and i think that's important for especially young dancers to remember not just, I know we say it all the time in the classroom, like, be nice to everybody right. in an audition room. It's kind of like, just be a good person and treat people how you want to be treated. So if you don't want your time wasted, don't waste other people's time. Yep. And if you would like someone to shoot you an email to let you know that they're too busy for this mm-hmm. right now, then you should do that too. Yep. And that would be good so much better. Yep, <laughs> <And then it's, laughs> it just like keeps you in a positive light. You always want to be looked at, like, be your best version of
0: yourself yeah. for
2: people, right? Yep. So why not start now, right?
0: <laughs> As you get further into a professional career, there, like, there will be, there will always be somebody else who is willing to put in the work mm-hmm. and who is willing to show up. And that's just the truth. It may not be the truth at your dance studio right now. You're the person that's showing up to do, to do the work. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're the one that's, that's that person all the time, but you can't let that slip once you get further into it. And I think that is what you run run into once you get into that sort of 18, 19, like we didn't quite know whether we were going to go to college, mm-hmm. haven't quite moved to the big city to pursue the thing. It's that sort of demographic of of dancers, I think, that they're either going to do it or they're not going to do it. Yeah. And Sally on the street's going to show up. Uh-oh. Sally. Sally's here. Sally's always here. I it. Sally's here. She has arrived. She has arrived. <laughs> in Sa- Sally on the street, but like Susie Sally on the street is coming Sally. right up behind her. Susie, you know. Oh, so like Sally, okay. you got to move your butt. You got to do it because Susie's coming right up behind you. Yep.
3: It's the it's the power of communication in general. I think it's something that you know dancers just have to remember. You know, communicating. Like I. I'm doing too much right now. I want to revisit this. Like you said, Jordan, I think that also me as a mentor, seeing say a 17 year old, 16 year old, write me that email or say that to me, you know, in our conversation, I think that has a lot of power as well, because it's like, you're then seeing an enhanced or a mature version of that dancer Mm. and that they're able to kind of establish their schedule or, Mm. you know, understand their priorities. And you can say like, you know, this dancer had to step away from the program, but I did recognize how they were able to understand their schedule and know that this was too much at the moment you know so i think you know i try to always tell my students just you know the power of communication and and allowing people to understand where you are right it's oh my mom signed me up for this you know right right? it's just like let's be honest let's be really honest or if i really do want Mm -hmm. this i'm telling you that and i'm going to put the work in and i think something also for dancers to understand and remember if you have someone you know say it's a resume template Providing you with that, and then asking, "Allow me to see it. Send it back right. to me. Allow me to make edits. I'll send it back to you." Or let me read your bio. They are they are taking their their precious time to yep. help you, right? It's sometimes we don't always understand that 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 person is stepping out to help mm-hmm. me, right? It's like that that is that is grace right there yeah. because not a lot of people would do that. I don't know. We said that at the beginning. That's rare. So if someone is allowing you and providing you with tools. And then following up and saying, let me Mm -hmm. see it or do it this way. That doesn't look right. You know, there's a lot in that. So I think dancers have to also see that. Like, you know, I didn't get anything out of that. That was, that was like, it it wasn't anything that I was interested in. No, well, maybe you weren't doing exactly what was being asked of you. You know, I think there's, there's always a flip side to two situations that that would be just, you know, in my opinion, in terms of like seeing that someone is trying to help you and not always understanding that that was their way of helping Mm -hmm. you.
2: Like, be more grateful, you mean for
3: Absolutely, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Just understanding, like, you know, at times, I don't know, I think as a young dancer, as I reflect, like when I was younger, I saw it sometimes as, well, maybe they don't like me, mm-hmm. or maybe, like, they're giving me feedback that doesn't always, you know, feel appropriate to, like, me as a dancer. But then now looking at it, it's like, they were just trying to prepare me mm-hmm. for, you know, the next situation, or, you know, when I was a working dancer, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's like being grateful for the things that are being presented to you.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about for sort of our, we have a lot of dance teachers that listen, we have other judges that listen. If somebody is interested in becoming a mentor, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, a lot of us, all, all of us here, you know, have said that we like to give back. It is something we wish that we had had growing up that mm-hmm. we want to give to the next generation. So what would the first steps towards becoming a mentor be? I mean, I don't know if you can just pluck a kid and say, you, I'm mentoring you. (laughs) You You're the lucky one. But like, how do do we get there? How do we get to that position?
2: Well, I think, honestly, looking on social media, I know that sounds silly, but like looking for, there's a lot of like non-for-profit arts programs. I know here in Chicago, especially because of COVID, there's a lot of programs that are up for that and reaching out to them I feel like there's a lot of good resources I have also found that going to places that for musical theater like more like acting singing schools and going in and being like hey I'm a dancer and like I don't know if you need dance subs or if you have any students that want privates and then have been connected to kids Mm -hmm. that way also I worked for a brand marketing company, Mustard Lane. They just started, if you're in New York, off the lane. They're looking for more mentors, actually. They just did a post about it. So it's literally at off the lane. And if you check that out, you can send in your application to be a mentor or a mentee. And that's, yeah, it's kind of like an outreach program for artists. They just started over the pandemic as well. Nice. Those are all I got. Games the silver linings of the pandemic (laughs) seriously
3: yeah I just think you know in terms of say you know a studio owner or even dancers that are looking for say a mentor I think it's it starts with we've said it over and over just asking the questions I think there's never a question that you can't ask someone and Jordan I think you said this at the beginning like what's the worst they answer and say I'm too busy or again the I don't know right and then maybe they can point you in the right direction you know I think for me it's it's finding people in the path and we've said this as well that are on or on the journey that you kind of want to resemble Mm -hmm. or get close to or something that you want to step out of your comfort zone and step into you know see if there's someone that maybe has done that you know even if it's someone that you follow on social media to ask them their guidance and maybe that could lead to someone that they were mentored by or you know took a lot of advice from you know i think the biggest thing for me also is allowing you know even parents specifically as we take the journey from you know preparing for school or understanding you know that transition from a dance studio to a college program or a, you know a training program again about those tools in terms of you know what does the dance resume look like you know what does the bio look like or what does even like your headshot mm-hmm. look like you know is it a senior photo which is more so like a portrait photo or is it you know a specific headshot with a specific photographer mm-hmm. you know so i think for me it's It's allowing parents or even studio owners to kind of create relationships with people who have those answers to then help you and guide you and move forward.
1: I'm kind of like, as you were saying that, James, I started thinking like, well, how did I learn how to do that stuff? Because like, let's be real. I don't think there's many, if any, one that sits down in a dance studio, unless it's an actual like seminar Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. class and says, this is what a professional resume looks like not right. a business resume that mom uses right, for right. A- applications mm-hmm. like if you go to a dance audition your resume needs to look like this your headshot needs to look like this like
2: even in college i didn't have that in college. even in college. exactly like, I d- yeah i know musical theater i've talking with friends musical theater programs had like a whole class and then they even had casting directors come in and i'm like why don't dance programs mm-hmm. have that mm-hmm. like I remember like taking Mm -hmm. a picture with my phone and like sending it to Walgreens and printing it off. And it was like, not even an 8 (laughs) by 10 It's like a 5 (laughs) by 7 little guy that I like clipped on the back of my resume. (laughs) And I was like, that's (laughs) great.
1: They wanted a picture. Here's a picture. (laughs) We don't know any different. Right. I mean, we really don't know until we learn. I think that like, I would maybe say someone that really guided me at the very start of my career was actually my agency. Because Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. lucky enough to get an agent very quickly. And the reason I did was because I had a connection in the dance world. And I networked. And you know, goes back to networking. It's all about who you know, I knew a dancer Mm -hmm. whose brother was an agent who hooked me up at Block NYC. Like that's how I did at 19 year old Courtney Ortiz rolling up to New York City with one credit Royal Caribbean (laughs) on the resume. Not even six months. (laughs) Right. Like, did I really I didn't go to college drop college dropout Royal Caribbean. Like, you know, like, did I really deserve an agency handed to me? Probably not. And then at the same time, like my agent said, here's your resume template. This is what it's supposed right. to look like. Here's the list mm-hmm. of headshot mm-hmm. photographers that you oh need God, to go get new really headshots. Right. This is the look we're looking for. I mean, all mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. things that I learned really quickly because of their guidance. And if you don't have that going in, which not a lot mm-hmm. of dancers no. have that, you know, yeah. like I feel very right. lucky in that sense. But like, unless there's platforms and different seminars and things that are way more accessible now than that was for me over 10 years ago then how are we going to learn these things if our studio is not providing it for us or even if our college isn't providing for us? Because you think as a dance Mm -hmm. parent that you're sending your kid to school for $30,000 a year because that's how much every dance program costs unless you're going in state. And you think that by the time they graduate, they're going to know those things. And we just sat here and told you that none of our colleges taught us that. (laughs) Like we didn't learn until we got dropped into the real world.
3: Or even how to adjust, say specifically, if we talk resume, you know, even as we say, there's the difference between mm. a business resume and a performing arts resume. There's also a big difference between say like a concert mm, right. dance resume and a musical theater a resume. resume. So that's also yeah. something absolutely right. TV film, or even just print, mm-hmm. like you've only done print work. All those resumes look yeah. a little bit different or even, you know, the difference of having say a choreographic mm-hmm. resume and then a dance resume, like you wouldn't combine those. T- I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right. All of those things are different. And I think that's something that, as you mentioned within these school programs, like, I don't know if that was ever told. Like, it was like, just create your resume and it's all on one. And it's in reality, it shouldn't be, right? You wouldn't put, you know, your TV work, especially if you're more so than on the other side of the table as a choreographer on your dancer Mm -hmm. resume. Like, it just, it needs to be two separate resumes. And
0: sometimes you will send all three. I just applied to a job where I was like, well... They need to know my performance mm-hmm. credits, but they also need to know my right. teaching credits. But they also need to know that I'm a human being who has had yeah, other jobs. Absolutely. So here's right. all three of my resumes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can yeah. if you put it on one, it would be three pages long.
2: <laughs> I was just right. discussing yeah. this right. with another dancer about reels because mm-hmm. after doing multiple, that's a good episode yeah, topic. Like we should reels, do that. because I was like, wait a minute. I was looking over my reel, and I was like, I think I need to separate it. I was like, I have. concert cruise ship Mm -hmm. musical theater shows on one and i was like this doesn't it works for now but when you're really gonna submit for yeah like when it's getting to the point where i'm like this isn't gonna work anymore (laughs) you guys so like when you separate it do you put all three up on your website like Mm -hmm. i wish those things like even a website i took a website class outside of college and all these kids were coders and i was like doing basic coding (laughs) and it still didn't help me with my website so (laughs) right i feel like those kind of things you're you kind of have to be a go-getter and either figure them out yourself or like don't be afraid to ask somebody that's working yeah don't be afraid to ask because it'll just make it so much easier for you (laughs)
3: like (laughs) i think too like pandemic has also taught us that everything needs to almost be one step mm. ahead, you know, and I think I, I try to tell a lot of my students that as well, you know, in terms of like a real think about it, like if someone hasn't been dancing now, a for year. almost a full year, you know, literally a full year, is that real ready, though? And if someone's asking to see you dance, right, and they're booking the job, it's a television show, it's filming, it's, you know, tomorrow, like they need to see it. So it's almost having that stuff in those tools. Again, I know, I keep going back to that word, but those tools always ready, yeah. right? Always yeah. accessible. Oh yeah, here's my website or Leslie's. You say, here are the three right. resumes. Here's everything. You know, take it as it is and, you know, hopefully you'll you'll book me. Right. So I think that's something too during pandemic I've told students like, we've been given this time to learn all these new skills. We have to just put them to use and, you know, create as much as we can.
2: One thing actually my dad used to say to me that always sticks in my head when you were saying these things, you like, you've been given this time in the pandemic, he would say, anytime you're resting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. someone else is working. And I used to always be like, oh, so then you think about it. So (laughs) even when you're sitting and watching your Netflix show and you're like, hey, maybe like while I'm watching this, I'm just going to like edit, update my resumes here real quick. Because we've Mm -hmm, all been there when mm -hmm. you like are on the train and you pull out your phone and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to send my resume in shoot like right. i've done two shows since i updated this why didn't i do this earlier mm. and you're like on the
0: train <laughs> trying to google docs your like right. resume <laughs> and it's like if i <laughs> yeah. would have just
2: taken five minutes i was already sitting and just like did it <laughs> stuff like that just really yeah. like maximizing especially right now since you have the time you're at home you're bored with zoom stuff like why not reach out to people and be like hey i need to learn these things or i have questions about colleges, like. Use as much time as you can to utilize towards the thing that you want to do and you're passionate about because now's the time. And when you get those, yeah. you won't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay.
1: I think like, what you, like while you were saying all of that, and I love, love that advice from your dad. I feel like I, I live by mm-hmm. that now. He, one of the things that came to mind for me as dancers, and if, you, and if young dancers are listening and they haven't figured this out yet, a word that you're going to live by is the word hustle yeah. as a dancer. <laughs> we know how to hustle the most out of anyone I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. Mm-hmm. We wear a thousand hats. We'll do whatever it takes. We're a team player. Make We're, it yeah, work. Make it work. Oh, you need me to be here on this day? Boom. I got you. Oh, you need me to cut my hair to book this job? Cute. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's
3: right. yeah. And then, like like you
1: said, oh, I really want to watch this Netflix series, but Oh man, I got to get my web- my website updated. I'm going to work on that. You know, we're right. always we're always a step ahead. We're always trying to, you know, squeeze in everything that we can to make ourselves the most successful. And I mean all of us, we've all been professional dancers. Every morning I would wake up, hit Playbill, backstage right. Dances for dancers, right. actors equity that. Yep. What auditions mm-hmm. are today? Put them in my calendar. I mean, it was a part of my routine. Yeah. We we all got a part of like that's the hustle that you have to have and find as a dancer. When you don't real you don't really realize that until you're again thrown into mm-hmm. it.
3: In it. Yeah. You know,
1: you don't realize how much hustle it needs to happen to make a successful career and get to the point that you want. And hustle includes networking. Right. And networking starts from the very very beginning and finding a mentor is a first step in networking because You're going to establish a connection with someone that's willing to guide you and help you and refer you. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people that I've mentored in the past that I've just really took under my wing. And anytime when I'm doing my daily audition check pre-pandemic PS, when I'm doing Mm -hmm. my daily audition, (laughs) audition check, there might be something that I, that fits that person that I mentor that's in a different place in my, like their career than I am. You know, I'm past my cruise ship, been there, done that, cute. But this dancer is where I was 10 years ago and I'm going to send them this cruise ship gig. That, you know, I don't have to do that. You know, that's, they should be hustling and finding Mm -hmm. this on their own. They should say, thanks. I've already got it in my calendar. Exactly. That's the answer
0: they should have. Yes.
3: (laughs) But like,
1: I I think also like as a mentor to hear it coming from someone that says, this is perfect for you. Right. You need to do this. You need to take my advice and go to this audition. Mm -hmm. Then that is like a stepping stone to help them in their career. And hopefully, again,
3: they take it. That's yeah. That's exactly Courtney. What I was saying earlier in in taking it and saying like they're helping me by sending yes. me this. So yeah, absolutely. It's so important. Yeah,
1: because you can't just sit back and hope that your mentor is going to send you every audition notice. Oh, I'm not your agent. No.
0: You know, <laughs> right. I mean, and even your even your agent
1: sometimes not sending
0: you uh, everything. You mm-hmm. still got to look for stuff. Right.
3: That's that feels like a total different <laughs> yeah. conversation in terms of being your own right. advocate yes. and finding and booking your own work. But I think in terms of everything we've said with communication and, you know, asking the questions, there's also just, I I try to say this as often as possible with young dancers. There's so much in the two words, thank you. Also, that's like a follow-up. It's also, to me, a um, just a sign of gratitude that you are listening. It's allowing you to create relationships, literally sending a handwritten thank you to, you know, a choreographer you worked with or you know, it's something I've really created great relationships with studios, sending say a handwritten thank you after I was there for a full week and choreographed five dances and, you know, got to meet everyone's family and cousins and all of it, whatever. But like, to me, that then allows them to remember or see me as a human, like, oh, yeah, we want to bring him back. So I think that also is a part of the communication. That's also a part of the hustle, because it's like, that's the next step to then allow that invitation to come for next year. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think dancers need to understand that too, and I think just the power of those two words, "thank you," is—it means so much. It really does mean so much, and it doesn't always mean a thank you, you know, via text or you know a, a direct message on Instagram. It's sometimes you know going above and beyond, and like I said, a, a handwritten thank you or you know something being sent, just just little to to That's allow them so good. to remember you. A
2: story about that it's similar? Oh yeah, Ooh, I love stories. stories. Not very long, but. Uh, I was at, I got my first lyric audition from a thank you because Austin McCormick, who's a Mm. choreographer, obsessed with to Chicago for this audition, they were looking for men. And I was like, I don't even care. I want to go because I want to be in his stuff. So I just showed up and there were four girls because they basically said, like, we're only looking for men. Went in, loved his work, just shot him a message and was like, hey, I'm going to be in New York in a week and i loved your class that you gave at this audition just wondering like are do you teach any classes in new york thank you so much for coming to chicago like i just want mm-hmm, to like i just mm-hmm. want to take from you again and literally a week later i got a call that one of the girls that he was bringing with him from new york dropped out and so he wanted me to do it and i was like wow, wow i love that and i always Amazing. to the same. <laughs> and yeah i always to the same wonder thank you is it because I sent that message? Right. Because. Right. And I, and I kind of think it was. Absolutely. Like, all
3: mm-hmm. the girls.
2: Great. There were only four of us. Like they were awesome. And like. Yeah. But I always wonder. I'm like, I wonder if it's because of that. And he like got back and was like, hey, I don't teach class, but thanks so much. And I'll be back at this time. Maybe you can like come and take class with me if I do a class in Chicago. And I always, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm almost positive that it's because of that. That's thank cool. you. And I was <laughs>
1: shocked. It is, that's an awesome story. Right? Like, it really works, that. guys. Yeah. Timing is everything, <laughs> yeah. too. It works. Timing is everything. You yeah. never know when you're On that light NCO. bulb in someone's. And that email pops in, and you're like, yes. "Oh, actually, that person—I right. forgot about them. They'd be perfect for this."
3: Right? It could be the perfect timing. Just that email, that message, like, "Oh yeah, Absolutely. I could use them." Because
2: we have so much coming in. Like, like we said, we hustle. We all do a million things. Like, how many times have you like left a room and like you come back later and you're like, "Oh yeah, that person was really good." Like, <laughs> you for- you kind of forgot mm-hmm. because right. they like i at five other studios. But mm-hmm. yeah, that little yeah, it goes a long way. It really does. This dance world small. We say it all the time.
1: All Absolutely. the time.
3: Teeny right tiny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well,
1: y'all, I feel like we had a really lovely discussion. Yeah. And I really hope that this was yeah. some new information for, for listeners, whether you're a dancer looking for a mentor, whether you're a dance parent seeking a mentor for your dancer, whether you want to become one, whether you're a dance teacher and want and you know, want to find a mentor for your dancers who are looking to pursue. A professional career like really take some of this
0: this guidance that we gave you and and reach out i mean please. here's here's four people who are like willing to help you absolutely so reach yes. out <laughs> more than willing there's
1: so many and i don't i don't i think like we said before sometimes people are just afraid to ask and right. the least they can say is no i'm sorry i'm too wrapped up right now stay connected mm-hmm. with me here's right. another person i i think would be great for you you know and it's, it's a small tight knit dance community. Everybody knows one another. And the more you know, the better. Yes. So right network yes.
0: mentor all of it. Yeah. And even, you know, even a plug for our Facebook group, that is the perfect place oh, yeah. for if you have a one off question, if you have, you know, if if you need something that is maybe not so long term in terms of mentorship, like that is a reason we created the Facebook group mm-hmm. is that so we can do more of this. Yeah. You know, we can't have a podcast every day. We can't have a podcast <laughs> 24/7. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you've got you've got this this giant group of judges and educators in the Facebook group that yeah. you can reach out to at any time. So, yeah, go for it.
2: Reach out to us. We love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you both Jordan and James for joining us for this lovely discussion. It was really really great uh chatting with you and uh how we typically lead out on our episodes is we have our guests Give uh, any final thoughts about the topic or any words of encouragement, guidance to dancers who may be listening, teachers who may be listening, parents, whoever's listening,
2: if you want to send us out. (laughs) I would say, don't be afraid to ask. Be a go-getter and, you know, just go for it. Try it. Ask the person that you look up to the most. If you're a teacher or someone that wants to start a program, hey, James did and he's here. Reach out to him. (laughs) Mm
3: Yeah, I think mine, you know, piggybacking off of that, don't be afraid to ask questions. Always say thank you. Send a thank you. And you never know who's watching. Yes. You never know. So yeah, with that, just always, 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 you know, present as, as much as you can, the best put forward, as always, as we want to do.
1: Thanks so much for joining in and listening to this fun talk about mentorship. Be sure to follow our guests on social media. You can find Jordan at J Baylor and James at J A Washi one.
0: Head over to your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. So you'll get notified each time there's a new making the impact episode. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and all other major listening platforms. And if you haven't already, leave us a review. We love hearing from our fans
1: dancers dance moms studio owners and teachers i'm sure you've heard us talk about our sponsor dance costumes by urzua on the podcast before and although you may already have your costumes squared away for the current competition season dance costumes by urzua wants to let you know that they also offer semi-custom dancewear the new urzua dancewear line features five different size variations to cater to every dancer's body From leggings to sports bras to track jackets and more, Urzua Dancewear offers fun colors and patterns to fully customize your style. Stand out in the crowd at conventions and in class with dancewear unique to you. Learn more on their website and order yours now using our exclusive promo code IDA15 to receive 15% off your entire order. Head to their website at dancecostumesbyurzua.com.
0: Season two of Making the Impact is in full swing and you won't want to miss what's next. Stay subscribed for our upcoming hip hop episode, how to take your solo to the next level and teamwork in the studio.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for season two of Making the Impact.
2: Until next time, keep dancing.